we have a podcast this is our first episode of the being method podcast and i'm so excited to talk to brad yates today he is an author and he is a tapping expert tapping is also known as emotional freedom technique and we do get into it in the podcast but i'll say it now because it takes us a little while to get there Emotional freedom technique is tapping on meridian points in your body. There are certain specific ones and they are all associated with different emotions. So it is a somatic therapeutic practice that can fundamentally change your life, change your subconscious, change how you show up in the world. And it is so accessible and amazing. I love it so much. It really changed my life. That's why I'm having this as the first episode. Brad specifically has been such a big help. He's got an extensive YouTube of tapping videos on everything from money mindset to anxiety, just about anything you can imagine. He's got a tapping video on it and they're so helpful. Some of them are only five minutes long and you will fundamentally feel different after doing these videos. It's wild. You can also work one-on-one with him. He's just such a good, amazing person you can really tell in his energy that he just cares so deeply for people and he's really making such a big change on the in on the world in the world (laughs) are we on the world or are we in the world a little bit of both a little bit of both okay so without further ado here's the podcast with brad yates and i hope that you like it if you do please leave us a review I would appreciate that so deeply. They matter so much in the podcast world. And also, please share it with a friend. Uh, Tapping can fundamentally change someone's life. It really, really changed mine. So I believe in it wholeheartedly. And yeah, please enjoy this episode. Love you. I like to say that self-sabotage is simply misguided self-love. Self-love. Thank you so much for coming on the Being Method podcast. I am so excited. My pleasure. I'm happy to be here. You know, I'm excited when I'm singing. So (laughs) (laughs) I have to tell you, I mean, I heard about tapping probably eight years ago now and I was a student as an osteopath and I was treating a lot of people with frozen shoulder and none of it was helping because we're very mechanical (laughs) and I'm looking at all the muscles and I'm looking at the nerves and I'm looking at the alignment and their hips and seeing okay what's going on and uh, when you know when you're a student you're just like so like I'm gonna fix it and it's gonna be with the mechanics and nothing was working. People were like, yeah, it's still nothing has changed. So I was like, okay, I'm going to do some digging. And I was so astounded. I actually still read the study to this day. I'll go back and remind myself how powerful this work is because for something like frozen shoulder, which is if you have a person with frozen shoulder and maybe this is dark, but they become a cadaver and you cut them open, you won't find any anatomical things going on oh, Interesting. at all. So people have no idea why this happens. People will just wake up and won't be able to move their shoulder at all. And the one thing that has been immensely helpful in clinical studies for helping, helping people with frozen shoulder is tapping. Wow. 
I mean, it's kind of ironic since they can't move their shoulder, but hopefully they have another one. <laughs> hopefully they have another one that works or someone very loving and caring who can do it for them. Right. But it like immensely helps mobility. It helps any psychological stress, anxiety, depression, you know, all this stuff from it. And that's when I was like, oh, this is like immensely powerful. This is, you know, sometimes we can get caught up in the thinking of the body as being a machine. And it's so much more than that. And there's so much out there tools to immensely change, not even just our mindset, because I know you do a lot of mindset stuff and I do a lot of your mindset stuff, but also our physiology, like an immense amount of stuff. So that's going to be on that Cartesian split of there's the mind and there's the body and the body is just mechanical and it's like a watch and you take the gears out and you fix them around. It's like, no, it is a mind body. And, and each affects the other. Very, very much so. Yeah. So that's when I kind of got into understanding how powerful it was and recommending it to people. But I didn't start doing it myself until this year. <laughs> As you do, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, and the reason I did, I started was because I had a baby and I usually do breath work. And it just wasn't feasible for me to sit down and like, zone out when you have a baby for an hour and do breath work. Um, So I was like, I need something I can do that is, you know, I'm still lucid and making sure she's okay, but I can do it. Like I tapped for months and months and months. I still do with her sleeping on my lap, with her playing beside me and postpartum anxiety, postpartum OCD, like all those things that kind of come up in that kind of area of life when you've had a kid or any parent, guardian, whatever. Yeah. was it was drastically different for me and yeah so thank you you really helped me through that period like immensely and I think my husband would probably want to thank you too because my anxiety went from being like here to here and he was like okay thank God. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm here for <laughs> yeah you have such a helping spirit I I you know your YouTube channel is filled with gold and like that obviously didn't start monetizing right away right so this is just a service this is a service of helping people and changing lives and you've created you're like a people you're like a cult tapping guy (laughs) like people love you i'm not used to that that word but uh (laughs) because people worry about it sometimes or people it's like oh this is something i go like no 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 because cults have have a leader the people that want people to follow them it's like yeah, on YouTube, but don't don't follow me to different places and don't give up your <laughs> life. My, it's not for me to tell you what to do with your life. I'm I'm here to help you do what you want to do with your life. And no, absolutely. The I had no idea of monetizing when I started. I, it it started with YouTube was pretty new, and I thought, hey, wouldn't it be cool if there was a tapping video that people could use to to start their day, and and I'll I'll have some fun with it. I'll call it Tap of the Morning. And uh, I had I didn't even know how to load a video up. I had a friend of mine load it onto YouTube for me. And that was all I intended to do. I had no plan of having a channel that had videos on it. Just, just that one video. And it was like six months later that I thought, well, there should really be one for the end of the day. So I'll do tap of the evening. And then I'm done. And then a couple of weeks later, a couple months later, I had another idea and then another one. And then the ideas kept coming. And now there's over a thousand videos. And yet they were, none of them were intended to, 
were created with the idea of monetizing. I mean, I'm very grateful that I have that ability now because, um, you know, it supports the work that I do, but, uh, it was never with that. It was never, it was never a marketing tool. Even the videos that I make now, I just released a new video this morning. I have a new one coming out every Monday. It's never with the intention of, oh, this will be a great marketing tool or this will be a monetization thing. It's just, I download ideas of here's how you can help people. <laughs> you know, here's something you're supposed to do. Be useful in this world. And here's a way to be useful. And uh, I'm, I'm very grateful that it has, you know, come back in, in many in different rewarding ways. That's so beautiful. It's, it's something that's so hard to trust. Like, I'm going to be of service to the world. And with no intention of it, you know, bringing me abundance or wealth. And all of a sudden, when we are in that space of like, okay, how can I help people? How can I, you know, be of service? That always, always, always leads you to the path of abundance. It's never about calculating sort of like, what do I need to do now to make money? What do I need to do now to make money? It's always just from like this heart space. And like you said, from downloading. And sometimes it seems totally illogical, but it works out. And you're such a, yeah, you really show that. Thank you. (laughs) Okay. So how has tapping changed your life? Oh, how much time do we have, MG? <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, I mean, it's interesting to see the the different ways, um, even in terms of, of abundance, because I mean, I actually resisted being able to make money on YouTube for, for some time. It's like, no, no, this is just supposed to be service. And I had to do some tapping on my own on ter- in terms of, it's okay for you to be financially rewarded for this work. It doesn't take away from the service you're providing. So in, in terms of that, in terms of um, oh, all kinds of mental health and physical health, um, things like fear of flying. I used to have a really intense fear of flying. And we were just coming back from vacation in Mexico the other day on Saturday, just ahead of a hurricane coming in. And all the people in our group were like, man, it's going to be a really bouncy flight out. And, you know, and I was, I was really calm getting on the plane. (laughs) Now the flight from San Diego back to Sacramento was a for some reason, that was a much bouncier flight. So I spent some time tapping on flight. But still, uh, it used to be for days ahead of a flight, I would be so anxious and uh, and very difficult to be around. And, and I would, you know, go to the airport kicking and screaming. So um, now I'm very relaxed getting on the plane. And uh, so that's been that's been huge because I like to travel. I have a lot of travel coming up in terms of, uh, you know, it, it, just in terms of success in general and, and being able to be seen because I was an actor before this. And I didn't even realize that even though I was an actor, I had some resistance to being seen because <laughs> I, I played small. You know, I could be in a theater that had a couple hundred people, but being on TV or film and, and having that many people see me, I obviously had some resistance to that. So now I've been able to uh, clear enough of that that I'm allowing the videos to be seen by quite a few people. Just just went over 40 million views uh, about a week or two ago. So I was like, hey, that's cool. <laughs> wow. It, so it really can just, it can affect 
like this is a gateway into mind, body, soul. Absolutely. Absolutely. And when, when we talk about all the ways that it could be beneficial in, in terms of, you know, our, our mindset in terms, our physical well-being and all that. And, uh, I was talking about this once to somebody at uh, Stanford University, and she, and she said, well, I don't know, it sounds like a panacea, you know, and was kind of dismissive. It's like, y- yes, if you look at it in a certain way, but if you look at it from the standpoint that the main thing about tapping is that it's a stress relief technique. It calms down the nervous system. And when you consider that stress either causes or worsens most, if not all of our issues, then just having a simple way to calm down stress is why it is effective in so many different areas. Stress hampers our immune system. It limits our ability to heal. It totally messes with our mindset and our self-talk and all these different things. It stops us from allowing positive changes to happen in our lives. So it's not like, oh, tapping is this miracle drug for everything. It's like, no, tapping is a way of calming down our stress so that we can find different ways of thinking, different ways of taking action. You know, it's uh, originally called emotional freedom techniques. And I like to say that emotional freedom technique is the freedom to make better choices. That's so beautiful. It, it, it really is like, I mean, I've been playing around with it in different scenarios in my life from, you know, a conflict with someone just being like, just kidding. <laughs> and and you can imagine like we all go through life with you know family members we don't necessarily get along with or intimate partners where sometimes you enter into conflict and create something so small accessible that could create you know a peaceful loving conversation rather than a big conflict that could fundamentally change the world you know like oh i i have my uh <laughs> My my thoughts and, and my goals and dreams of, uh, you know, being at Camp David and having, okay, everybody, come on, come on, you know, at the UN, all these places where tempers flare and you have human beings and they're representing countries and, but they're, they have their own human stuff and their own human triggers and their behavior patterns that have huge consequences huge things are riding on human beings with issues from childhood. <laughs> yeah. We always look at leaders and think like, Oh, what university did they go to? And I want to be like, can they regulate? <laughs> are they able to do that? Because I want the earth to be around and I don't really want war. Um, yeah. You will, you will like this. So I tap so much in front of my daughter that she now, if I'm holding her, will tap on my chest. She'll just like instinctively tap. And I was like, this is so beautiful, like to teach this as a method to kids so that when they go out into like our next generation, when they go out into the world, they have a very tangible, successful tool to handle what life throws at them and be able to make more peaceful, loving, abundant choices. That, that's why I wrote the children's books is to find a, a simple way. And I have a couple of videos as well for kids that I did with my daughter when she was uh, about nine years old. And, and I always love hearing stories from, from folks who uh, have their kids tapping at a young age. Someone, someone sent me a video. They were on their laptop watching one of my videos 
and their two-year-old wandered into the into range of the camera and was just tapping because just imitating their, uh, their mom. And that's awesome. Yeah. Because so many of the things that hold us back as individuals, physically, emotionally, uh, in, in terms of our success, are based on things that happened in childhood. And if we could have neutralized that decision that we made of, oh, people just don't like me, or I'm just not good at this, you know, we're in the third grade and we stumble over a word during an oral report and kids laugh and go, oh, I'm no, it's not safe for me to, to speak in public or I'm no good at it. No, that's not true at all. That's a total misunderstanding. <laughs> so we pick up all these misunderstandings. Many of them are ours. Many of them are other people's, particularly our, our parents, because, you know, whatever our parents say, we've got to go along with that. But our parents have picked up misunderstandings. They're only teaching the best of what they know, which may be false. And, and so then even when we get to a place where we might recognize that something's a misunderstanding, part of it says, yes, but I can't dishonor my parents. I'm supposed to honor my mother and my father. And that means continuing to believe all of the stuff that I know is nonsense, but they believed it. And if we could have um, at a very early age been able to to clear that the stress that we felt over different events in our lives, what isn't open to us? <laughs> you know, the choices we can make, the opportunities that we could jump on and just say, oh yes, I'll, I'll say yes to that. I'll, I'll try that, you know, and we'll find what we like. We'll find things we don't like, but we, but so many more things will be open to us. Yeah. You all have the willingness or the ability to try. Yeah. Whereas a lot of us don't, try. And that's, you know, that's the, I think that's a scary thing about life is that you can, you can get to the end and realize I didn't even try. I was too scared. And um, we're taught to be afraid. We're, we're, you know, the, the times that, that a, a well-meaning adult has said, don't get your hopes up because then you risk disappointment and disappointment is painful and you want to try to avoid that. If we're always avoiding disappointment, we're, 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 I like to say, we're avoiding the risk of disappointment by guaranteeing disappointment. <laughs> that if is I try, If I try for something, I might disappoint myself. But if I don't try it, I've guaranteed that disappointment. But somehow in our minds and the way we've been taught is, yes, but a guarantee feels safer. Risk is, ooh, risk, it's painful, it's scary. Guarantee, well, even if it's not what I want... It's, it's the guarantee and it feels like, ah, oh, okay, I can feel safer with that. So as, as we allow ourselves to understand that, and then we can have a lot more compassion for ourselves and for our parents and teachers and all the other well-meaning people who taught us from their fears, we can be compassionate about it rather than beating ourselves up because we'll see that opportunity. We'll see ourselves stop ourselves from taking it and they'll go, oh, I'm so stupid or I'm so lazy or I'm all this. It's like, no. Okay, calm down the stress response, calm down that negative self-talk and go, no, I'm doing the best I can based on what I believe is safe for me. That's why I like to say that self-sabotage is simply misguided self-love. All the different places in our lives where we sabotage our success or our health, you know, I'm on a diet, but then I go and eat a box of cookies <laughs> It's and I'll beat myself up for that. But it's like, no, no, no. I, there was an act of self-love there. Something inside me said, I, I feel threatened. 
I feel uncomfortable, I feel anxious, and I have all this old programming telling me that a physical treat like a cookie is going to make me feel better. So if I feel compassion, go, okay, thank you for trying to take care of me. Now, if I can calm down that stress that I was responding to, maybe I can find a healthier way of doing that. And I say, oh, okay, I know that I want that cookie, but I can actually feel better. I can calm the anxiety that's causing me to crave that cookie and then find a healthier alternative. I can drink some water, I can go for a walk, and I can allow myself to do something that actually moves me towards my goals. It's so, I love it. That was such a perfect example of how people can use it. If you've experienced something that's activating or a trigger or even done a behavior which you know isn't supporting the lifestyle that you want, and you can go back and be like, it's okay. Like, it's okay to have the shame. I, the thing I love most about it is that it doesn't negate the shame and the guilt and the fear that you have. Like, it doesn't just turn a blind eye to it. It helps you look at it and understand that that is an emotion and it's an okay emotion to have. And then you can have this one too, (laughs) you know? And I think that's the power is there's so much power in having the ability to turn down the volume on those emotions by acknowledging them. Yeah. Because what you resist persists. And when we try to just stuff the emotions, that has consequences. <laughs> yeah. So this is a process and, and people say, oh, you're just distracting, you're just denying. It's like, no, 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 no. This is a matter of processing. It's not saying, oh, this emotion is bad and I'm trying to get away, get rid of it. So the emotions are there for a reason. That's why I, I don't like the expression negative emotions because there are no negative emotions. There are uncomfortable emotions but they all have a purpose. They're all part of the, um, you know, the, the, the spectrum of the human experience. So like anger, anger is not a bad emotion. It's not a bad thing. It's like a smoke detector. And when it detects a threat, it, it starts an alarm. And instead of, you know, so that there's two things, either there's a fire that needs to be put out or the batteries need to be changed and it's a misunderstanding. You know, so often when we're getting angry, it's based on a misunderstanding. We've misunderstood something that somebody has said. There's an interpretation. And, you know, if we, and we blow it all out of proportion and a fight happens, instead of going, what did you mean by that? And the person might say, oh, I'm sorry, I I meant this. And I, maybe the way the tone of voice, because I was thinking of something else. And, you know, I mean, wars have started over things like this and, and things escalate. So, you know, it's like the fire alarm goes off and it's like, oh, it's so loud. I'm going to grab some pots and pans, start banging them, and I'm going to drown out the noise instead of going, okay, this is trying to tell me something. What is that? And so what we're doing with the tapping is we're allowing ourselves to process that and go, okay, what is the threat? Is it real? Is it something that I need to be upset about? And what is the most effective way of doing this? You know, when the, when your fire alarm goes off, you don't need to go, oh my God, oh my God. You just need to go, oh, okay, I, something's being detected. I want to go around and smell for uh, gas or smoke. And, uh, you know, oh, where's the fire extinguisher if I need to put something out? It, it doesn't require an elevated emotion. And it's okay if that happens. It's, I just understand that. I'm going, okay, that's a response that I have learned. I've learned from other people to be angry, to be sad, to be ashamed, 
to, to feel guilty and all these different things and allowing ourselves to go, okay, how much of this is necessary and how much of this is, you know, coming from old programming. So often we, we think I need to be afraid or I won't pay attention. I need to feel pain or I won't learn the lesson. I'll say, okay, so if as a child you put your hand on a hot stove, do you need to keep your skin continually blistering and in pain so that you never put your hand on a stove again? No, your hand can heal. You remember, oh, right, I don't I put that my hand in there. I don't need to feel pain. If, you, uh, if you're crossing the street and there's traffic, you, you know, push the button, you wait for this sign, you look both ways, and then you cross. You don't stand there and go, all right, there's traffic going, I better get myself into a real panic, and I need to feel a lot of fear. Okay, now I'm freaking out. Now I'll look both ways. Okay, now I'll be safe. It's like, no, you can take the precaution. You can look both ways and still have absolute calm have absolute serenity. We don't need that fear, but we are so programmed to believe if I'm not afraid, I won't take precautions. And so it's just allowing ourselves to calm ourselves down and go, is that true? Or am I just responding to old unfortunate programming? And then over time, we can just change our mind about these things and, and respond to life in a totally different way. Yes. <laughs> Big yes to all of that. It's I've noticed a shift for me. I'm not generally an emotional person. I keep, keep them stuffed down deep in a box, you know? <laughs> and uh, it's been so transformative for me to open that box, you know, and tap with them and like, be like okay, it's okay to come out. You can come out. Um, and then as they were coming out, I'm noticing I have been developing a skill with tapping where I can separate myself from my emotions know that they are just these energies kind of floating around, you know, entangled with all these things from the past and entangled with stories and whatever. And I can become almost this conduit where I can alchemize them with this tool. Like I feel like I can take something like an anger, diffuse it a little bit, find out that it was actually grief or something else, and then diffuse that a little bit and then open my heart again right? Because we can feel that when these emotions come up, we are like, it's like, and then the moat goes up and then you've got all these defensive things because you don't want to feel that. And it's such a shame, especially when people don't know that that's even happening because you go through life, not realizing you are creating these barriers to yourself, being able to accept love and also to give it. And that's what we're here to do. I think, I think that we're here to like really, you know, elevate our consciousness to love being one of the highest ones. And I, this tool is totally transformative. If you haven't tried the being portal yet, I highly encourage you to get on it. I get DMs and emails almost every day about people's experience in the being portal. What it is, is a breathwork experience that takes you through integrations and recorded breathworks and facilitates major, major change. So if you're ready for a big upgrade, if you're ready to illuminate, and if you're ready to expand, I highly suggest trying out the Being Portal. It is a subscription and 
it is a very reasonable and accessible price. It's less than $22 a day Canadian. So if you are American, it's even less for you. And it was my way of trying to give back. I stopped being able to work one-on-one -on -one with people when I had my baby, but I really wanted people to still experience the massive transformations that breathwork can create. What it does is it helps facilitate huge emotional releases and these emotions can keep us stagnant in our lives they can stop us from following our dreams and they can even create physical symptoms so it's been massively transformative for me to let go of things from the past let go of anxiety fear shame guilt grief and work through those emotions so that i can love more and that i can do what i came here to do which is my purpose and i really just want that for everybody try out the being portal if you don't like it you can always cancel it and i'm gonna offer a special offer right now which is the code new moon n-e-w-m-o-o-n all caps all one word and that offers you 11 percent off the being portal we also have monthly workshops which are so fun they're on so many different topics and sometimes I do guided breath works in there too so you can come together as a community and meet some amazing people who are transforming their lives okay I love you so much try the bean portal it's amazing and I'll see you in there hopefully for a workshop soon love you so I realized we've gone deep into this podcast without me even having you explain what it is <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, this mysterious thing is the best. Yeah. So, <laughs> what is this tapping thing? That, well, yeah. I've done a little bit of it uh, here. It's, yeah. uh, you know, based on acupuncture. So, thousands of years in Chinese medicine, they've said that there's a flow of energy through the body along these pathways that are called meridians that run up and down through the body. And when this energy is flowing naturally, we experience our natural state of health and well being, physically and emotionally. And when this energy gets stuck, we don't feel so good. And when we don't feel good, we don't think as clearly, we don't make the best choices, and there are all kinds of unfortunate consequences for that. So in traditional Chinese medicine, the doctor would stick needles in these key points to stimulate that healthy flow of energy. And we're just using our fingertips to tap, uh, to stimulate those same points and calm that down. And we also have a growing body of modern scientific research showing uh, different ways that this is affecting our nervous system, calming down stimulation from, from the amygdala, calming down our cortisol levels, the stress hormone. And there are still different theories on, on how it works, how it might interact with the polyvagal system, the vagus nerve that runs up and down the spine and connects with all the different organs. And, you know, but what we see is this downregulation of stress and yeah, it's like you said, with, when you were uh, with your baby and it's very hard to go into some meditative state or certain things like that. You know, if, if somebody is in an elevated state because, you know, something traumatic just happened or they just got a really bad email or something like that, it's like, Hey, go meditate right now are you nuts? <laughs> but this, it, you don't have to do any thinking for it to be beneficial. Now, when we, like in the videos, I use a lot of different words in order to try to bring up the stuff that might be causing the stress. 
But in a moment of stress, you don't need that. Your body is already there. <laughs> it already knows what's going on. And so this will already start to downregulate that, that stress response. Yeah. My husband and I do your anxiety one. And I'm just like, both of us tend to be more anxious. And it's so we're, we're looking at each other being like, are we both calm right now? It's crazy. <laughs> it's so, so helpful. So we're tapping on meridians. I mean, the cool thing, I'm obviously I studied osteopathy and like a bit of an anatomy nerd. For me, immediately I was like, where's the anatomy? What, what were you tapping on? We are tapping on nerve points. Like we're tapping on the trigeminal nerve, which has immense effects that goes back to the brainstem. Like you said, our brainstem is our reptilian part of our brain, which is constantly looking for threat, constantly looking for threat and very in close com communication with our amygdala, with our cerebellum, which we now know holds a lot of trauma. And, you know, this is, these are just like physical access points to immense change. Do you have a story of either witnessing in your own, in your life or in someone, someone you've worked with, just like the, a crazy change story of somebody? Yeah. Numerous. Uh, <laughs> like mean, everyone I work with. <laughs> there are, <laughs> you know, some, and sometimes the changes are more gradual. You know, some issues it may, we see gradual change over, you know, weeks or months or even years. Change is happening. And, you know, for me, if a change takes 10 years of tapping to really be profound, hey, 10 years later, you're still better off than you were. It's like, would you say, well, you know, I could be less anxious 10 years from now, but it's going to take 10 years. I'm not going to bother. And so 10 years later, I'm just as anxious as I was before. Or with money issues, I have a video called Tapping for Million Dollars, you know, done tongue in cheek. There's, I, I'm totally open to, the, to possibilities. I, it is absolutely possible that somebody might have a shift like that and have a million dollar idea after watching that video. But it's not with the intention of, you're going to watch this five minute video and a million dollars is going to show up in your bank. And yet people will comment and go, has this worked for anybody? <laughs> it's like, no. But if you continue to do this, you will change your mindset around money. And whether you ever get to a million dollars, I don't know. But you'll be better off than you were. Because most of us don't even realize how much resistance we have to making more money. I've uh, noticed that in my own life. Like, there are certain numbers that seem attainable. And then... When I think bigger, there's something, you know, the voices come in like, oh, you know, you could never make that or that's too much or whatever. And like, I mean, I'm not a greedy person. I definitely wouldn't go full Jeff Bezos and like hoard it all. Okay, MJ, okay, just be, be tapping for <laughs> okay. you and for the people okay. watching because we don't want to place limited. And I, I totally get what you're talking about. There, yeah, there, yeah. Is, there is that... I want wanting money just for the sake of, you know, because I have to prove something or something like that. And there are unhealthy ways, but, and I'm only saying this because I catch myself doing it. It's like, I don't want that much. And it's like saying to the universe, because the universe is like, you know, it's, it's like going to going out at night and looking up the stars and going, I, I don't want to see all the stars. I want to see a lot of them, but I don't want to see all the stars. It's like the universe is like, why are you limiting yourself? Right. So we, we, we have right. all of these ideas about what's okay. And we all, and it's a totally arbitrary number. 
we have we have these ideas. So it's not a it's about being open to abundance, but not in a in a way that it's like I just want money at all costs, and I don't care who gets hurt in the process, and I'll exploit people and things like that because then it's an unhealthy thing. But it's allowing ourselves to go. I'm open to whatever the universe wants wants to give me, and uh, and I'm and I intend to do it in a loving way, and I intend to use it in a loving way. But if the universe says, "Hey," While you're being of service, I'm going to create opportunities for you to make millions and millions and millions of dollars. Why would we say, no, no, there's only a certain amount that's acceptable. And after that, you're a bad person. It's like, not necessarily. (laughs) So, so true. Yeah. Money limitations are, I mean, all of us, like a lot of us are working on them, working on them. And they... And it's, and it's so hard because a lot of the people who are working through these money things are people who generally, generationally, you know, probably didn't have a lot. Like, yeah. I mean, in my own family, I think my mom is the first woman to have a bank account. Right. Wow. So yeah. this is so new for yeah. a lot of women and a lot of people of color, like having wealth, having money is new for them. And I, I think I put, um, links. So I have an abundance course and I put so many links to your videos being like, if the idea of making money or if working through this money stuff or looking at your debt is coming up, this is what I did. <laughs> and I put links to all your YouTubes because they are phenomenal. And like, and yeah, you caught me saying that it's so true. Like just because you're going to make more money doesn't mean you're a bad person. I know I'm a very generous person and it will only be more abundant for everybody in my life and my community. So thank you. That's what I'm here for. (laughs) (laughs) And it was for, it was for myself as well, as well as everyone else watching, because we do get into those beliefs and, and certainly people, as you said, who who come from families don't have a lot of money, you know, and have family messages of we're poor, but we're proud or we're poor, but we're happy. And it's better to be poor because the people who have money are evil or unhappy or whatever. It's like some are, that's not money's fault. That's not about money. Greed is, greed is about fear. It's not about money. People have this, greedy people have this belief that money is going to solve the fear. But it's uh, money gets a bad rap. Money's just another form of abundance, you know. So we we don't look at trees and say, "Oh, I should only see so many leaves on the tree." <laughs> you know, I only greedy people look at the entire tree. <laughs> and it's just it's all it's all energy. So we want to look at all of the ways. And and for me, the main thing is, you know, it's not a matter of I just want everybody to be rich. I want everyone sharing their gifts. And what happens is if I believe that having too much money is bad and sharing my gifts is going to lead to me making an amount of money that would be inappropriate, I have no choice but to limit how much I share my gifts. I will hide my, I will hide my light under a bushel in order to avoid an amount of money that is wrong. And for me, that's like, no, that's not acceptable. You have yeah. gifts to share. And if you get paid a lot of money sharing them, I'm okay with that. <laughs> yeah, that's so powerful. Because it's true. Like, I mean, you've experienced in this life where you get offerings, downloads, 
from whomever, mm-hmm. source, energy, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. And we have the choice to act on them. And I firmly believe that we get these downloads so that these downloads are messages for earth to heal. That's what I think. Yeah. And I'm always like, when people are like, oh, but I'm scared to start this business or I don't want to, you know, I'm scared to be seen. I mean, I'm no expert, but I'm always like, no, you have to. It's actually your duty. <laughs> like you're being sent on the hero's journey right now. And you have to let go of your limiting beliefs and step into this because it's not actually about you. It's about what you're going to bring to this planet and what you're going to bring to like humanity. Yeah. Uh, humanity doesn't want you working at the bank. I mean, maybe that's your dream. But if you're hating it and you have this idea, this passion project that you're scared to start, like you got to start it because earth, earth needs you. <laughs> yeah. If you're in a job you're hating, you're, you're taking up somebody else's space. Someone else is supposed to be in that job <laughs> and uh, you're supposed to be somewhere else. And it's not to shame anyone. It's just looking at, we have this programming of, well, you get a steady job and you do this and say, like, but there are people who, who love working at those jobs. You know, yeah. it amazes me things that, that I go, oh, I just cringe thinking about doing that. Like numbers, you know, just I hired a new accountant, you know, loves working with numbers. For me, it's like, good, I'm happy to pay you. I will make money at what I love doing so that I can pay you to do what you love doing. And and that's how it works is we we find these ways to, uh, to support each other by, uh, you know, paying people to do what they love and then finding ways to be paid for doing what we love. And, you know, I don't believe that source would give us gifts and talents and say, okay, here's the deal. You're going to love doing this, but there's no market for it. So the only way you'll be able to survive is if you do something you hate. I believe in a much more loving God than that. (laughs) We're, we're, you know, we have these call, these callings to to share our gifts and talents to make the world a better place. And, you know, one of the fears is that being seen and and being criticized. Get on get on the internet and tap on your face. You will get some criticism. <laughs> but it, it's then saying, okay, so you're saying to the mass of people out there who will benefit from your gifts and talents. I am so sorry I can't be of service, but there's some people over there who don't understand and they're going to be mean about it. And I need to withhold my gifts and talents because I'm afraid of, of what these people might say. It's like, wow, I don't really want to do that. <laughs> and, and what are they going to do? They're going to, they might say some nasty things. Oh, well, <laughs> you know what? People are going to say nasty things anyway. <laughs> people That's are going to judge true. you no matter what. If there's anyone who is aware of your existence, they're going to judge you. They're going to judge you for what you're wearing. They're going to judge you for your hairstyle. They're going to judge you for the way that you speak. You know, if you're in the grocery store, they're not going to like your shoes. And so it doesn't matter. So it's like, okay, if people are going to judge me, I might as well be out there living large and and sharing my gifts and talents in whatever ways I can and being as useful as I can. I have, I have little knickknacks all over the place. And one of them is a little Thomas the Tank Engine. Because in Thomas the Tank Engine, the, the biggest compliment that the, uh, that the controller would say to the engines is, you're a really useful engine. And we're here to be useful <laughs> and, and to do what we can do. And it's like, all right, so what stops me? 
what stops me? And I, and so that stress response of, I'm afraid that people will judge me. I'm afraid people will be critical. I'm afraid I might screw up. This is why we have to learn as babies to walk. Because as adults, we might try it twice and fall down and go, I'm not doing that again. I'm going to crawl the rest of my life. <laughs> but as, as babies, we don't have those inhibitions. We're not afraid of that judgment. And uh, so as we you know, get older, we, we, have all, we develop all these fears. So we just tap through, tapping these points. When we have that stress response, we start to go, oh, it's okay. It's okay. You know, we, we look at Thomas Edison as this brilliant inventor. We, we celebrate his genius. We don't go, that dude failed at the electric light bulb a thousand times. What a loser. Can you believe he failed a thousand times? Oh my God. No, we're all grateful that we have lights. So if Edison can be celebrated after a thousand failures, we can cut ourselves from slack and go, okay, you know what? If I screw up a few times or even a thousand times, it's okay because I'm going to keep getting better. I'm going to learn. As Edison said, I didn't fail a thousand times. I found a thousand ways it didn't work. And so I, somehow he managed to do that without tapping. The rest of us. <laughs> you don't know. You don't know. <laughs> I don't know. He may, he may have invented it to happen and we just didn't know about it. <laughs> Yeah, it's funny what people do to cope sometimes where it's like something that exists and has existed for thousands of years, but we do it not knowing that we're actually tapping into something that humans have been doing for a long time. Like, I'm sure there's someone somewhere who has been, you know, sh you know, some sort of thing where they're like shaking their leg when they're anxious to regulate themselves. And that's not tapping per se, but it is creating it's the same embodiment where you're telling your body, okay, I'm here now. The stressful event isn't happening. And it's just, it's humans are fascinating to Shaking it off. You, you, you can see videos of like antelope after they've been chased by a, a lion. And afterwards, once they're safe, they shake it off. Yeah. And they dogs. literally shake it off. And this yeah. is, this is just a, a, a way of shaking it off basically. Yeah. It's like you, you can, there's these little portals into your nervous system and you can help program your nervous system with what you want in there and what you don't. I think that we should actually do a demonstration. I love it. I mean, now that we're, now that we're <laughs> talking about it, I've talked a little bit about what it is, but now let me um, show folks what it is. And I'll describe it just in case anyone's listening to this audio as well. So what we're going to do is we're going to take the fingertips of our index and middle finger. And for demonstration, I'll say use our, your dominant hand but the meridians run up and down both sides of your body. So you can tap with either hands on either side of your body, or you can tap um, both hands at the same time. A lot of people will do that. In my videos, I tend to just tap with the right hand on the side because I'm a trained actor and that's much better camera technique than covering your face with both hands. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. So, <laughs> so we're going to take the uh, index and finger and we're going to start tapping on the edge of your opposite hand. So right there between your, um, your pinky and your wrist. And what we'll do is we'll come up with a setup phrase. So we'll look at what's bothering us in the moment. So it may just be, I feel stressed out. It may be, I'm really angry. The more specific we can be, the, the more effective it tends to be. So it may be, I'm really angry at Bob for that thing that he said to me yesterday. 
And we'll rate that distress on a scale of zero to 10. So zero, no emotion whatsoever. 10 being as upset as possible. So we may go, wow, what Bob said was really, really obnoxious. It's an eight. <laughs> and we'll also notice what, uh, how we feel that physically. So it may be, oh, my fists are clenching, or I feel this tension in my shoulders, or my stomach is in a knot. So we, we, we just want to be aware of how we're experiencing this. So that number on the scale is zero to 10 and where we're physically feeling it. And so we'll start on the side of hand and say, even though I have this feeling, even though I'm so angry at Bob, whatever it might be, I choose to love and accept myself. And we'll repeat that three times. So it's just making a statement of I'm accepting myself, even though I'm having this feeling. So it's not, I'm terrible for being upset. I'm so stupid for being upset. I, I'm a loser for having this emotion. No. I'm accepting myself because I've been programmed to respond this way. So we'll do that three times and then we'll tap the eyebrow point. So right at the beginning of your eyebrow, right near the center of your face. And we gently tap these points, maybe five to 10 times. And uh, it may be longer if we're saying a longer phrase. So gently tapping that point and we'll repeat the phrase. So all this anger at Bob. Then we'll go so follow your eyebrow out to the uh, side of your eye, the corner of your eye socket, gently tap in there and repeat the phrase, all this anger at Bob. Sliding down around the uh, edge of your eye socket to right under the middle of your eye, all this anger. Right under your nose, just above your upper lip, all this anger. Right below your lower lip, just above your chin, all this anger. Then right where your collarbones just about come together, there's a little bit of a U-shape at the base of your throat. And you can tap with all of your fingertips or even make a fist and cover that whole area. All this anger. The next point is about four inches below your armpit. That's right about bra strap level. And I'm sure even the guys can figure out where that is. Tap in there, all this anger. And then finally, with all of your fingertips, just tap in around little circles around the crown of your head. All this anger. Then you take a deep breath. You let it go and then you check back in and wherever that feeling was in your fists or your shoulders or wherever and check in how, how angry am I at Bob now? And it may go from an eight to a zero like that. Generally it takes, it goes a little bit slower and it may only go from an eight to a 7.75. But from where I stand, even a 7.75 beats an eight. <laughs> and there are times where it might seem to elevate because we're more aware of it. It's not that the tapping makes us more upset. It's that we're just paying more attention. Just like if you're cleaning your room and you looked at your room and said, it's pretty clean, you know, I mean, how messy is it on a scale of zero to 10? Oh, it's only about a two. And then as you go, you say, well, I really want it to be totally clean. And you start cleaning it up and you find, oh, there's dirty laundry under the sofa. Now it's, you know, a five or a six in terms of how dirty it is. You don't say, oh, I shouldn't have cleaned my room. You know, it was only a two until I started cleaning and now it's a five. <laughs> so it's not the cleaning process that makes it that. We're just more aware. And it's often like peeling the layers of the onion. So we may be tapping along this anger at Bob, this anger at Bob. Oh my goodness. What Bob did reminds me of something that Cindy did to me in the third grade. And I never got over that. And I have consciously been unaware of it, but I'm still upset about that. We continue tapping all this anger at Cindy, all this anger at Cindy. And we can clear up decades of uncomfortable energy that we've been holding on to.
Yeah, it's been so for me, like I said, it's been this shift where I find the emotions are changing and I'm remembering things a lot that happened around a certain emotion. And I, I've been able, it's such a tool for me to kind of peel back the layers of my life and my emotional yeah. life. And I use, I used breathwork. I still use breathwork sometimes. And that helps me with a really big release because I put my body into a physiological state and can kind of let it go. But the tapping is so gentle and it feels so safe yeah. to do it because you are just being like, okay, let's, let's go a little bit deeper into that grief <laughs> and you don't have to push yourself. And it's, it's such, it's such a remarkable tool. And I love the way you orchestrate your videos where it First of all, you always like accept the people who are in the situations with you, which I think is so powerful at fostering the sense of forgiveness, which is so healing for ourselves, right? Like we know resentment is drinking the poison, expecting the other person to die. (laughs) Um, But also you really gently take us from, you know, that elevated emotion to you know, feeling comfortable and even that more positive emotion, which what we talked about with abundance, sometimes people are scared to feel the positive emotion or not positive, but you know what I mean? Like the more joyous, loving, accepting yeah. emotion that can be scary too, especially if you've experienced loss. Like you think, oh, if I feel this, it will go away. And yeah. I've noticed that for me, like the whole range of everything is opening up. Like I'm able to feel more grateful for my life and able to feel more love in my life because I'm working through, you know, that moat that stops me from feeling fear. It also stops me from feeling love. So. Well, it's like what you're saying earlier about that box of, of the emotions. And we're so afraid to, to deal with that stuff, but it, it puts a wall around our heart. the way some people describe it. And so we, we limit what we can experience so if you're open to it, we can do another round, but we'll we'll do it more with the playful style. <laughs> I love it. Yes. So what I'd like everyone to do is close your eyes, take a deep breath in and hold it. And let it go. And just without really going deep inside, just imagine that there's a box where there might be some uncomfortable things. And you know that Carrying that box is limiting your experience, but there's a part that says, yeah, but I can't handle what's in there. Slice up to be aware of how, however true that might feel. Take a deep breath, open your eyes, and just follow along and repeat back what I say. So tap on the side of the hand. Even though I'm afraid I couldn't handle it, I choose to love and accept myself. Even though I'm afraid of looking at that stuff, I choose to love and honor myself. Even though I'm afraid of looking at that stuff, and maybe I try to pretend it's not there, And I use that F word and insist that I'm fine. And part of me might be aware 
that I'm limiting my experience. And even though I'm afraid of looking at that stuff, I choose to deeply and completely love, honor, and accept myself. And maybe anyone else who might have contributed to this. Because I choose to be that free. Tapping the eyebrow point. All this fear of what might be inside. Side of the eye. All this fear. Under the eye. All this fear that I couldn't handle it. Under the nose. All this fear I might freak out. Under the mouth. All this fear that I'd be opening Pandora's box. Collarbone. And I'd never get it closed again. Under the arm. And I just feel so much pain. Top of the head. All this fear that it would be too painful. Eyebrow. So I just keep it locked in there. Side of the eye. Trying to pretend it's not there. Under the eye. And this fear slows me down at times. Under the nose. Maybe more so than I even know. Under the mouth. And I choose to be open to the possibility. Collarbone. That I deserve better. Under the arm. And I can handle better. Top of the head. I could handle being happier. Eyebrow. I could handle being healthier. Side of the eye. And I'm clearing my doubts about that. Under the eye. I'm clearing my fears about that. Under the nose. And I might already be noticing. Under the mouth. That I might be a little bit calmer. Collarbone. The tapping's relaxing me. Out of the arm. So maybe I could handle that stuff inside. Top of the head. And there are some places I shouldn't go alone. Eyebrow. I can consider whether I should work with somebody else. Side of the eye. But even right now on my own. Under the eye. I'm allowing myself to have more confidence in myself. Under the nose. Trusting that I could handle it. Under the mouth. Because whatever is in there. Collarbone. Is stuff that I went through before. Under the arm. And since I'm still here. Top of the head. That's proof that I handled it the first time. Eyebrow point. 
maybe not as gracefully as I would have liked. Side of the eye. But I handled it. Out of the eye. And if I allow myself to process that stuff, out of the nose, I could be so much more free. Out of the mouth. I could enjoy life so much more. Collarbone. And I might even share my gifts in a bigger way. Out of the arm. So it's a total win-win situation. Top of the head. So I choose to set myself free. In body, mind, and spirit. Take a deep breath. And let it go. And just check inside and just see what's going on in there. Hopefully you're feeling some more peace, maybe some more confidence in, uh, in your ability to handle things and what might be possible for you. I gotta tell you, if I had an eye twitch for over a week now, it just finally went away. <laughs> nice. And we never, sometimes we, we have no idea what those things are. We don't know what's going on. And, and sometimes just tapping even without words or tapping along to some video that, that may not even seem relevant, but it's like, oh, I'm curious to find out what's there. And things are so interrelated that we could be tapping on something that may not even seem relevant. And, and some shift occurs in a, in a physical issue that's going on. You know, the, the number of times I've talked with someone and we've been working on some emotional issue and they'll say, and you know what? And, and my shoulder had been bothering me before and it's not bothering me now. I actually oh, also have that. My, I get a, my shoulder gets all angry and then when I tap, it feels so much more relaxed. So Brad, I'm sure everybody who's listening really is like, how can I get more Brad? How can people work with you and find uh, you? Simplest way is go to tapwithbrad.com. And you'll find links to all of my resources, programs, uh, YouTube channel. I, certainly you can go on YouTube and just put in Tap with Brad or EFT or Tapping. And uh, I have a lot of great colleagues who have also put up um, Tapping videos. And yeah, I highly recommend Tapping on a daily basis. To me, it's energy hygiene. It's just like you have physical hygiene, like brushing your teeth and taking a shower. Most of us don't wait three weeks and then say, wait and see people holding their nose around us and go, oh, that's right. I'm taking a shower in a while. I should probably speak do for, that. Speak for yourself, Brett. I yeah. actually, <laughs> 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 so, but, you know, but stress builds up too, just like dirt on our bodies or filth on our teeth. So we want to keep it clean. And so just doing some tapping every day, it was just a couple of minutes and clean that stuff out and you'll downregulate your stress and you'll be much better uh, equipped to handle life and, and have a greater sense of freedom to share the gift that you are with the world. And so please and thank you. <laughs> thank you so much for coming on today. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you for having me on. <laughs> <laughs>